for you. Are you ready? The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled, The Road to Honor. The Road to Honor. Thank you all so much. Um, we're starting a brand new series, connecting it to our last year. How many of you enjoyed the Undercover series? It was a little painful at times, but it was, you know, that good kind of pain. Uh, you know, we got cut a little bit by the word, uh, but that's the word. The Bible says it's a two-edged sword. So I don't know why we keep trying to make it, you know, uh, a, a comfy um, blanket. Uh, but the word is a two-edged sword that God uses to raise us up and to teach us, and God taught us well. We decided across all of our All Nations Worship Assembly campuses, all seven of them um, across the country, that we would continue um, talking about something connected to one of the things and the principles that we really dived into, dove into rather in the previous series was this idea of honor. Everybody say honor. honor. So we're going to start a new series for the next four weeks. We'll be teaching um, the honor code to bring you to another place in your life of growth and development so that you can get all that God has for you. Are you down with that? Okay, good. So uh, one of the things that I love about honor is this, is that, first of all, as I stated in the previous series, honor is for everyone. Um, you don't honor just people who um, have blessed you. You don't just honor people that you like. You don't just honor people um, who are in authority in your life. Honor goes on all levels. So honor is something you honor up. You honor from a peer level, and you honor people who are subordinate to you at levels. So honor goes to every level. Everybody say that honor goes to every level. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. If you're not taking notes, it's important for you to understand that God wants you to live in honor. When you don't live out honor, you are blocking your blessings. And I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I'll show you here in the Word today that you're blocking your blessings. You want to, you want to create a culture of honor within your home. As you're hearing many of these principles that are going to be taught in this month, it's important that you make those principles live out in your home. So when you see your kids dishonoring each other, it's time to deal with it. Did you hear what I said? Because if you just come here and you just get a good message and you don't start building a culture of honor in your family, then you're going to end up missing out on the value of your family members. So when our kids in our house start dishonoring each other, we knock that stuff in the head. We, we, we get that stuff immediately on the way to church today. They were talking a little funny one another. We was like, not today. We don't operate like that in our house. Why? Because my kids need to get the most out of their siblings. And the only way they're going to do that is by properly honoring them. You don't honor when you're happy. You honor when you're happy. You honor when you're sad. You honor when somebody ticks you off, you honor when they haven't. You understanding this? We honor at all times and for all reasons for all people. I like that. We honor at all times and for all reasons for all people. Are you getting this? So let's jump up to the scriptures uh, a little bit. I want to give you a word for all of this. And, and we dealt with this scripture a little bit in the previous series. But let's go to Romans 12 and 10. Romans 12 and 10. And let's see what the Lord wants to say to us there. And, uh, and we'll, we'll grow a little bit with this. If you all put that up for me, um, Romans 12 and 10, it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Leave that up in honor, doing prefer giving, being preference for one another. Another version says 
outdo one another in honor. Outdo one another in honor. So, so whenever somebody comes to you at a level of honor, you beat them in honor. See, when you want to build a culture of honor, it becomes fun to you. See, see, when you got that spirit in you that wants to devalue people, then honor becomes a weight rather than liberty. Honor becomes a hard thing versus something that you do by way of the grace of God. Honor is supernatural. Would you write that down, please? Honor is supernatural. I cannot just honor you through my flesh. And that's why many of us feel like we can't honor people that we can't stand. And the reason why we feel like we can't honor people we can't stand is because we're trying to do it through the arm of flesh. But when you understand that God never calls you to do anything that he doesn't empower you to do, then you understand I can do this. He never calls you to anything or commands you to do anything that he is not going to give you the grace for. I love that about God because in religion, the spirit of religion tries to make us feel like we have to work stuff in of our own. We got to make stuff happen in and of our own. But God says, no, we're co-laboring together. We're partnering together. I give the command, but I give the grace as well. If you want a good definition of grace, I want you to write this down. Grace is God's divine ability to do a thing. It's not just God's unmerited favor, it's God's ability. For whatever you're called to do, there's an ability connected to it. So God is not calling you to honor. It's a supernatural ministry honor. It's a supernatural culture honor. So God wants you to do that. That's why if we have a whack prayer life, if we have a horrible prayer life, you're going to have an honor problem. Why? Because first of all, you don't honor God enough to give him your time. So you're not going to be able to honor flesh. But when you spend time with God, what he does is he superimposes his ideas, his ways of thinking upon your crazy mind. Look at your neighbor and say, you know you're a little crazy. Tell him, you know you're a little crazy. Uh, he superimposes his ideas, his ways of doing things, his ways of operating. So you'll walk in the prayer, ticked off, wanting to sock somebody in the jaw, wanting to have that cutoff ministry. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm done with you. I'll never talk to you again. I better not see you in the streets. Because if I see you in the streets, it's going to be a problem. You know, all that stuff. You'll go into prayer heated. And you'll walk out of prayer buying gifts for the person that just cut you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Why? Because God will teach you that I never told you that your love was supposed to have boundaries on it. I never told you that your love was supposed to be circumstantial. I never told you that your honor is supposed to be based upon the flesh. It's a supernatural ministry. That's why you got to connect with the heart of God in prayer to get it. Are you understanding? So I just don't want to preach honor and you be like, dang, man, this is hard. I'm a bad Christian because I hate them and I don't want to honor them. So like, no, hell no, actually, I'm not going to do it. I want to tell you, in and of your flesh, you don't have the will to do that. Your flesh is selfish. Your, se your flesh wants to, wants to fulfill itself. Your, your flesh, that's what the Bible says. Your flesh is in about, it's just about itself. It wants to fulfill his own worldly desires. That's why you need the spirit of God to move upon your soul and to deal with you so it can prepare you. Are you understanding this? So we're going to outdo one another in honor. 
We're going to outdo one another in honor. And we're going to build this honor culture so strongly, again, that it affects every aspect of your life. I am not preaching honor for church reasons. Do not get it twisted. I'm not preaching honor for you to be able to make sure you honor the the, 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 uh, the TLO, the Levitical order. Make some noise, Levitical order. You should honor them, but I'm not teaching this for you just to do that. I'm not teaching for you to, certainly not teaching it for you to honor me. Because I'm not into business trying to make you do that. I'm not trying to get you to honor Dr. Cat. I'm trying to get you to honor all people. Right? Because your job will go to the next level if you learn how to honor. So, it's, look at, I love this because love is connected to honor in this scripture. So, so honor is an expression of love. It's connected to love. And so we, we've got to get to a place where we walk in the power of giving, oh, look at that, preference to one another. Preferring someone else above you. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Preparing, you gotta prefer rather people over yourself. So even when you're, you're, you're like, well, my feelings, how I'm feeling, because everybody feels like your feelings are priority. Here's the thing, though, God never called for you to live the Christian life based upon feelings. And we really think that God is super concerned about them too. Yo, you, we really think, yes, God is, mm, God, but they hurt my feelings, and God's like. And I died on the cross, and they spat on me, and they whipped me. Seriously? Do you want to be like me or you don't? And if you want to be like me, he put himself in a place that was a base so that other people could live and could thrive. Are you understanding that today? It's hard truth, but it's a Christian truth. <laughs> Like three people are like amen that. You're like, no, it's not, apostle. Yes, it is. Let's give a good definition for honor, okay? Um, a good definition of honor according to the original language, the Greek language, I'm going to just kind of simplify it for you. It, 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 it literally means to value. To value. When you're honoring someone, it comes out of a place of value, right? If you don't value something, you'll treat it as common. Becoming common with a thing is very dangerous. Are you understanding it? Becoming common with a thing is very dangerous. Can I tell my own story? I was in a training yesterday. I won't say which ministry for the sake of their honor. But I was in a training yesterday. And I walked in the training of which I had given an assignment to this ministry. I came in, got prepared. I got up early in the morning, had got up six something in the morning to prepare for them, to train them. Had prepared, had a great sound teaching. And I walked into the training drill and they had not done the assignment. When I found out that they had not done the assignment, I said to them very clearly, you are dishonorable. You have dishonored me this day because you didn't take my time as valuable. And because you didn't take my time as valuable, I am going home. I said a quick little dry prayer over them, and I walked out of this building and went back to my house. Because I refuse, y'all don't want this kind of word. I refuse to go places where I'm not honored in this season. I don't care what nobody said. I refuse to give my time to people who are not going to honor me. I refuse to give my energy to people that's going to treat me any kind of way. I refuse 
wants to be abused or misused. Bless you. Now, to their regard, they quickly adjusted. They didn't get ticked off at me or nothing like that. They immediately said, we're adjusting ourselves. It was well needed. Thank you for the correction, Apostle. And, and praise God for them. I'm using as an own as an example because, because you can't get the most out of that. I would have wasted my time to train people who did not honor me. Wow. It's quiet in this second. <laughs> this church is the one that's going Here's an antonym. The antonym to, to honor, obviously, is dishonor, right? It's meaning to take as common or as ordinary. If I think you're just ordinary, if I take you for common, then I'll treat you any old kind of way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you're a transparent leader or a transparent person, you run the risk of that. When you're a touchable leader... You run the risk of that. So, so, so you run the risk of that because Dr. Jaquette and I, if you're in, in this particular house, we, we, you know, we're touchable. You can come snap pictures in front of the, you know, step and repeat. You can do whatever you want. We're going to hug. We're going to kiss. We're going to do that stuff. You got touchable leaders. You got open schedule. You can make appointments and all of that kinds of stuff, right? So sometimes people are used to the separation of leadership. Are you getting that? So they think a leader should be far away from the people. So then when they meet a leader who is close to the people, if they get too used to that, then they become common. You've got to watch that in your life. For people who have been around you and start taking your kindness, start taking your mercy, start taking your love for granted, and start treating you just like you any old kind of thing. I wish somebody knew their self-worth in here today and just hit yourself and say, I'm special. I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm unique. Come on, hit yourself and say, I'm special. I'm unique. It's, it's something great about me. You're not going to treat me like you can find another one of me. Tell your neighbor that. Come on. You're not going to treat me like you. You can't find me any old kind of way. I am somebody special in God. There's no duplicates of me. There's nobody that can say it like I can. Nobody can do it like I can. My business is different. My book is different. My blog is different. My kids are different. My house is different. There's something unique on me. When you understand that, then you will not cast your pearls among swine. You don't allow, you don't allow for yourself in your own life to be treated as common. And you don't got to be overt about it and be all super mean. Just excuse yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, excuse me. Just excuse yourself from the situation. Excuse yourself from the relationship. Some of you, come on, you dating people who don't honor you. Some of you besties with people who don't honor you. Somebody say, excuse me. No, I'm excusing myself from the relationship, and I don't have to give you an explanation of it. I don't have to give you a long story. I don't have to tell you what the Lord, I don't got to tell you my season shift. That's what all you Christians like to say. My season, Christians trying to sound deep. I ain't got to tell you about my season changing. I left you because I wanted you. What you think about that? I, I no longer wanted to be fooling around with you. How you like that? Are you getting this this afternoon? You know, you're going to treat us common. You got to show value and respect to the folks that are around you. Everybody, not just leaders. I got to get you to get that. Not, not just your boss, but your coworker. 
Some of the, the most dishonored people are people that are in the janitorial business in America. Y'all can look like that if you want to, like I ain't talking to you. You will walk in the bathroom, see a janitor, and not speak to him with your lazy tail. You think you something because you think you got a better job. The truth is, some of them janitors making more money than you are. So you cannot say something if you want to. But why they putting their money in the bank? You not getting nothing. But they honoring that toilet. You ain't saying that. They honoring that sink. They honoring that building with your dishonorable tail. You walk in, you speak to people. I'm going to deal with you in here. Stop walking in the places and not speaking to people. Dr. Jaquette don't shop in places that don't honor her. Notice I said she don't, because if I want to sell bad enough, I'll stay there, to be honest. <laughs> she be like, oh, you still going to stand here? They ain't, they ain't recognize you not one time. I'm like, yep, I really want that bag. I really do. But Dr. Jaquette will be like, oh, and while she walking out, will say out loud, since you didn't want to speak to me, I am leaving. And we'll walk right out. Because he's like, if you don't value me, I'm not giving you my money. <laughs> y'all, you, you, you got to value everybody around you. You don't walk, I, I know that y'all don't, I know y'all like, what, what, what? Because some of us, we think because a person is a stranger, we shouldn't value them enough to speak to them. But can I offer you something? I feel the Holy Ghost on this today. Some of us missed out on our blessings because you didn't honor that person on the street. Because if you would have just opened up the door and said hello, then a conversation would have began and you would have found out that was the person God had blocked your answer in. They were your solution to your problem. They were the ones that was going to help you with your business. They were the ones that were going to help you with your family. But because you didn't honor with a simple hello, you still stuck. I'm teaching in here. You you suck. So you gotta you gotta you can't take as ordinary. Are you getting this? Honor can be shown in action, word or thought, but all true honor originates from the heart. All true honor originates from the heart. God said that people honored him with their lips. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. They honored me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. He said, they draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse, verse, verse 9 of Matthew chapter 15 says, and, and in vain they worship me. Uh-oh. It means it's a waste of time for them to worship me if they don't honor me. Oh, my God. Because cause what that means is that you can't dishonor God all week and then come up in here and think he's paying attention to you when you lift your hands. You don't got to want this. You, 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 can't, you can't dishonor him all week long. Treat God like he ain't nobody. Treat God like he's not important. Treat God like the D and the V is more important than his glory. You treat God all week long doing what you want to do. And then when you get to the house of God, then you want to lift your hands. And God's like, what? Thank God for grace and mercy. I mean, repent and he receives you. But my point is, you've got to value him at all times. He says, so in vain they worship me. Teaching, teaching doctrines as the commandments of men. 
I don't got time. Let me pull out of there. It's, it's, it's important for you to understand how God wants to create a, a, a new level of honor inside of you, but it starts with him. It starts with him. Let's see it in action. Let's see it in action. Let's go to, let's go to Mark 6 and 1. Let's see it in action. Let's see. Let's look at, let's look at dishonor on display. Okay? Let's do this. So, Bible says, then he went out there and came to his own country. Very important information. His own country. Somebody say his own country. So, you know, the place where he is from. The place where he is from. You know, it's like when you go to family reunions. In certain families, you come to family reunions or family gatherings, then as you have had your success, especially don't let them be losers. Why y'all acting like y'all don't like to be real? Don't let your family be a bunch of losers with no accomplishments. So when you come in, they think, they're like, oh, so you think you're something. No, the truth is you think I'm something. And I wish you would just go ahead and admit it. Because then we can move on and have dinner. The stuff in it tastes a little better when you admit the fact that you think I'm better than you. And that's why you're projecting that on me. There's something about going into your own country. Commonality is real strong in your own country. Commonality is real strong when people are always around you. So that's how you can teach something. Some of you know this. You can tell your friend, your husband, your kid a lesson, a truth. They can, you can teach it to them. And you can tell, and it's strong, and it's powerful. And they ignore it because they're with you all the time. But then... I could get up here and say the same thing. And your spouse would be standing up hollering me down. Praise your pastor. And you're like, fool, I just said that to you less than 20 minutes ago and you ignored me. What is it? It's commonality. Y'all do it with guest preachers. Guest preachers come to all nations and start the Dr. Kett and I have been teaching all year long. Y'all act like it's new revelation. Ah! What? We actually taught it to you systematically and gave you examples. And had little groups and y'all was working. Like, so what do you act like it's new? It's called commonality. You got to fight against commonality because commonality is natural to the flesh. You hear what I said to you? Commonality is natural to the flesh, so you got a war against commonality. So you, you don't want to take anyone around you for common. Because it could be one thing that got locked inside of them that you can miss because you don't value them. So let's, let's, keep, let's keep moving. We're, 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 in, we're in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Um, and so the Bible says, then he went out from there and came out of his own country. His disciples followed him. Next verse, verse 2, please. Um, and the Bible says, and when the Sabbath had come... He began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? Keep it up. They, they, they were not, they were not, they, 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 they didn't take them as common. It was like, what is this? Like, we've never seen any kind of thing. Let's keep going. And, and what wisdom in which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hand. They were amazed by what he was doing. You, you're seeing this? Sometimes you can do wonderful things and you can start feeling a certain way when people around you stop celebrating it. Yeah. 
But I want to deal with it from two ways. Stop being so moved by the celebration of flesh. Y'all didn't think I was going to say that, huh? You thought I was going to come on the other side of it. But I'm going to tell you again. Stop being so moved. It doesn't matter if they say thank you or not. And that's what I think y'all, y'all fighting for a thank you. You fighting for recognition. You still in the fifth grade wanting your teacher to say you was cute too. Are you serious? You are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. Are you seriously still fighting for the attention? That people-pleasing demon that makes you want people to say you're good. And the reason why we fight for it in the flesh is because we don't spend enough time to get it from God. <laughs> Some of you trying to get your spouse to affirm you in areas they're not even supposed to affirm you. Your husband ain't your daddy. Are y'all here today? You got to go somewhere in prayer. I just cussed y'all out and y'all still here. Prayer, prayer, prayer. You got to go in prayer and let God affirm you. You get out of there with prayer with God. I mean, you walk out of there like the hawk. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I mean, my kids were so confused of why in the, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Some of you, okay, I won't do it. No, I don't want to spoil it for nobody. Then you'd be mad at me. But you, you got to walk out of there like the hawk, big and ready. When you come out of prayer, man, that thing will, will, will build you up to where you need to be. All right? So let's go to verse 3, Mark 6, verse 3. Are you learning something? Just really building a foundation for this month. The Bible says, look at this. Somebody said, is this not the carpenter? Watch this. That commonality is sleeping in. Like, didn't we play in the sandbox? Didn't he live up the street from me? The son of Mary. The brother of James. Hosezus. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> And Simon. <laughs> and, and, and are not his sisters here with us? In other words, like, what is it? They say he, they were offended of him. Like, who are you? Like, what are you, who do you think you are? What are you doing? You are not the Messiah, fool. They are looking at him like, you, you, you don't even belong in this spot. You don't even belong in this place. What I need you to understand is that you don't have to ever fight for your honor. God will always fight for your honor. Did you hear what I said to you? You don't have to fight for your honor. God will fight for your honor. Because at the end of the day, it didn't matter what them jokers said. At the end of the day, his, his glory, his splendor was on display by the end of the day. You just got to keep building what you're building and doing what you're doing. You don't have to make somebody recognize you, make somebody honor you. Somebody say amen in here. Next verse. But Jesus said to him, a prophet it's without honor, except where? In his own country, among his relatives, and in his own house. So if you get this, then you will stop tripping. I really need you to stop tripping because you're wasting time. It's a way of life. Okay? Stop tripping over it. Stop tripping. Just keep building. Don't do it for recognition. Do it for his glory. 
Just keep building. I wish I had a church that was following me today. Just keep building. You don't do it. You don't do it to look at me, look at me, look at me. No, just keep building. Just keep building. At the right time, at the right moment, they will have to recognize what's on your life. Don't worry about it. Just keep building. It'll be like a Joseph thing. You ain't saying nothing. Well, you treat me like I'm nothing because you see that I'm a little special. But then it'll turn around where somehow you are bowing before me and I'm having to fulfill your need when in the beginning you said I would not. Next verse. Look at this. Now he, would you please see this? He couldn't do any mighty works. Can I tell you to stop trying where there is no honor? That was me yesterday. I was like, not today. Because I'm not going to get any mighty work done. So if the honor is not there, I'm not going to keep pressing in the places that God hasn't assigned me to. If God has told you to serve, keep serving wherever that is. But I'm telling you, there are some places where God didn't tell you to serve. You're doing it out of obligation. Jesus said, if they don't receive you, take the dust off your feet. Except that he lays his hands on a few sick people. So what does honor do? Honor gives us access. Right? So I can access what's in you if I honor you. If I don't honor you, I'm blocked. Jesus showing up, dude. He's ready to do it. He's been working these miracles everywhere. He's getting there, and they're like, please, we don't. And he's like, okay. <laughs> it's not working. Why? There's without honor. In that place. Let's go to the next verse. And he marveled, look at this, because of their unbelief. What was the source of, of this? It was a heart condition. Because their heart posture was not correct, they could not honor him. Unbelief was in their heart. And the unbelief was so strong that Jesus was even marveled by it. She was like, whoa, I haven't seen something like this before. He was marveled by their unbelief. So you've got to posture your heart in the right way in order for honor to flow out of it. Are you getting this today? Let's go back to our text. Let's go to Proverbs 4 and 23, and then I'll get out of your hair. Bible says, in, in Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. Leave that up for me. The issues of life. That word keep there in the Hebrew means to watch or to guard. To watch or to guard. So that's, 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 that's kind of like uh, militaristic kinds of thing. That I'm standing at the gate of my heart as a soldier would. And, and what doesn't belong in here, I'm shooting it dead. What is my heart? It's my soul. It's the, it's the seat of my mind, my will, and my emotions. It's the center. It's the core of me. I have to be very careful of what I let get into my core. If I allow bitterness to come. How does bitterness come? Bitterness first comes from the seed of unforgiveness. <laughs> 
And the seed of unforgiveness gets planted into the soil of your heart. And when it begins, it creates a root of bitterness. And the roots go deep where it becomes difficult to extract it. But it begins with the seed of unforgiveness. <laughs> you want me to stop, don't you? I ain't. Yeah, yeah. The seed of unforgiveness. It, oh, oh, unforgiveness. When I, when I move in forgiveness, then I, 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 I give up my right to make you pay. <laughs> if y'all can see the way y'all faces look while I'm teaching this right now. It is hilarious. I give up the right to make you pay. So what we're doing all day long is trying to make people pay for what they did to us. But Jesus said, or God said, vengeance is mine. The God has said, vengeance is mine. It's my job to defend you. It is not your job to defend yourself, but flesh tells you fight somebody. Slap them. Don't just slap them, be slap them. Some of y'all so religious, can't even. I mean, just smack them in their face. Poke them in the eye. <laughs> Stutter in the ear. <laughs> what is that? You know, flesh tells you, flesh tells you, if they gossiped about you, gossip about them. If they told your business, tell their business. Flesh tell you if they didn't give you a ride, when you get a car and they don't have a car, don't give them a ride. Y'all can try to play me all you want to, but I know I smell a little stinky flesh in here. And that flesh got you doing stuff that's against the word of God. God's saying, you don't even look like me. I don't even know who you are anymore because you're trying to live out life through your flesh and you're not trying to live life through the picture of Christ. Heart. I got to stand at the gate. Dr. Jaquette, I got to stand at the gate. I got to stand at the gate. I, I can't let everything in. I can't let everything in. I can't let everyone in. Because some issues I got in, I got into these issues because of who I let in. I'm not creating walls in here. I'm not creating walls in here. Because some of you who are just very dysfunctional and have your walls out, now I'm really preaching your message. You're about to holler me down because of the fact that you know that you don't make no friends. And that's just because you look mean all the time and you look ugly. And that's why you ain't got no friends. Don't blame it on, oh, I'm trying to guard my heart. No, you just look ugly. And that's why you don't have no friends. Because you don't smile. You have no biblical principles for guarding your heart against certain people. You don't even read the Bible, so don't even root me on right now. I'm not a man of your dysfunctionality to be alone in a corner in a cave by yourself. That is the devil. Now that we got that straight, you got to be careful who you let in your heart. Because some of you, all the signs were there and you ignored them. So you got to be careful. Somebody say, just be careful, please. I'm going to get out of your hair. You, you got to guard your heart. Somebody say, guard it. Got to stand at God. What are you letting in? Right? I dealt with it last week or the week before that. What are you listening to? What are you watching? Because what you're watching, what you're listening can be fuel to your dysfunctions.
You don't feed your demons, you cast them out. Some of you that really didn't want that. How you gonna have a whole lust problem and watching people throw people up against the wall? And because it's on channel seven, you feel like you're okay with it. How you got a whole lust problem you found in Instagram models? Who doing isolation, one cheek, left cheek, right cheek. And you want you looking at that stuff, talking about it's not porn. What you think it is, fool? It's soft porn. And some of y'all, your spouses tell you to stop following them people and you still follow them with your nasty behind. I'm going to expose it. Let me tell you wives what the problem is. They are full of lust. I'm going to tell you. They want to act like it don't move me. It does move them at the late night hour. And a matter of fact, but watch yourself because sometimes when they're getting in with you, they're taking an M. Y'all don't got a monogamous relationship. They sleeping with you and Kylie Jenner. You ain't saying nothing in here. They see y'all quiet in here. They, they sleeping with you and somebody else. What the little song said, be careful of the eyes, what you see. I got to guard my heart. I told y'all, I stopped following Angela Simmons. When she was at Baytella, She was in that hot tub, I told y'all. And she started walking down real slow. And that little girl said, oh no, Jesus! I can't do this. I'm saved, I can't, no. I'm not gonna do it. I have to get myself out of the trance I was in at first, but, 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 but I, I, hey man, I'm not gonna do it. Somebody say, guard it. Be careful what you listen to because people will try to build something. And I mentioned this to you before, but it's worth repeating. Something about a person or a place before you get to entertain it yourself. You know what I mean? People will do that even in a church context. They'll try to explain me before the person gets to meet me. So then when I meet the new partner, they're like, well, I know you don't. Yeah, I said, I'm like, what you know? I, I just met you. But somebody has been in somebody's ear trying to explain somebody that you don't even understand yourself. You explain somebody out of your own dysfunction. You look at me and you see your crazy daddy. So you're telling them stories about me like I was your daddy who abandoned you. Are you understanding that? Be careful what you listen to. Am I helping you in here? I'm not just talking today. You got to be careful on your job. On your job. Don't let nobody tell you stuff about other people. Because you sow that seed of listening to gossip. Then people are going to listen to that foolishness about you. It is not just a conversation. We are not just talking. You're creating a reality. Voices create realities. Voices create realities. Voices create reality. If you listen to the wrong voice, you'll live in the wrong reality. I'm not going to let you talk to me because I don't want to live in your stupid reality. You a whole idiot. Why am I listening to you? 
Have you ever, ever felt like why? Have you ever asked yourself why isolated people are isolated? Because <laughs> you'll talk to an isolated person who would try to get you isolated. And they'd be like, they got clicks over there. They, they got clicks, so, you know, I'll be careful, you know, because he got his favorites. And you got your favorite ice cream, but ain't nobody bothering you. You can't be my favorite. You ain't never did nothing for me in my entire life. What the heck would you be my favorite for? Are y'all in here today? I'll be like, you know, you got your favorite. I'll be careful. Have you ever asked him, why don't nobody like you? Some, like the real truth. Don't, don't say because I'm so nice and I'm so fine and they jealous of me. You don't got nothing to be jealous of. You don't got no house. You got no car. You got no husband. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got a career. You ain't got a business. So why would they be dumb listening to these fools? Ain't nobody jealous of they not having nothing to tell? They jealous of me because they ain't got what I got. Are you silly enough to still be sitting in Starbucks talking to them? Somebody say, guard it. I'm just trying to give you real life scenarios. Because you got to live this tomorrow. I want you to live it. I don't want you to hear me today and be like, oh my God, what an entertaining preacher. I know, we understand that. But what I'm saying is, when you get home tomorrow, you got to live this out. I'm over time. Let me give you this, and then I'm out of your way. A God controlled heart will give this to you. According to verse number 24 of Proverbs chapter 4, will give you governed speech. A God-controlled heart will help you govern what comes out of your mouth. Because if it can enter into your heart, I feel the Holy Ghost, then it's going to find exit out of your mouth. Uh, you can try to hold it as long as you can, but when you get in the right environment, doesn't matter how long you hold it. When you get around the right crazy fools, when you get around the right circumstance, what into the heart is going to exit the mouth. Did you hear what I said? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the Bible says. So you got to be careful to not let it get in your heart, because if you let it get in your heart, it'll come out your mouth, and it'll ruin destiny moments. Here's the next principle. A God-controlled heart will guard your sight. According to verse number 25, read it later. According to verse number 25 of Proverbs chapter 4, it, it will, it, you will have guarded sight. You have guarded sight. Let your eyes look straight ahead. And your eyelids look right before you. When your heart is guarded, when you make sure Listen, we're not talking about blocking people again that God has ordained. i got to keep saying this because I don't want no demons getting affirmation from me. Yes, Community is needed. Yes, 
You don't matter by yourself. I don't care what you say. Read the Bible. You don't matter. You don't even make sense by yourself. The only reason you make sense is when you get into the right community. Until you get into the right community, you're just a little dry bone out there by yourself. When you get in the right community, it's like Ezekiel. Ezekiel began to prophesy to them dry bones, and the dry bones started connecting. The dry bones started coming together, and sinews and flesh started coming upon them. You don't get the movement of God. You don't even get the breath of life until you connect it to the right body. God don't breathe into bones. He breathes into bodies. You're teaching it here, boy. Thank you, sir. He does not breathe into bones. This is why your life is not moving, because it has no breath of life. He breathed into Adam's full body, the Ruach of God. The breath came into this army as they begin to rattle and the bones got connected to the right bones. Boom! That's what happens with your life. When you get connected to the right environment, to the right community, and some of you, I feel the Holy Ghost to tell you, you sitting here hearing me preach and you've been going here for over a year and still disconnected. Until your behind start getting connected with your want to be by myself, I don't like the way they do stuff, heaven tell. You will not have the breath of life at the level that you need to have it. Hit your neighbor who look real irritated right now and say yeah you I gotta go listen a God controlled heart will guide your steps verse number 27 ponder by your feet let all the ways be established verse 27 give me that do not turn to the right or the left remove your foot from evil it's, it's birthed out of what's happening here with the heart. Your feet will go in the right direction when your heart is settled in the right place. Bars. It's important that you remain at the place God has designed for you to be. Are you getting this today? Lastly, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. We're going to walk through this and we'll go head to the house. Philippians 4 and verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, this kind of stuff they taught me in Sunday school. Some of y'all don't know what that is. But just hold tight. We got something coming for you real soon because the teacher anointing needs to rise up with the prophetic anointing. And the Bible said very clearly that the teachers and the prophets came together and set aside those for the work of the ministry. And some of you want the spirit and the flow, but you won't be taught nothing. You love ignorance, but I'm about to beat ignorance out of you with the word. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm not, but Dr. Jaquette is. He's going to teach you. Um, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, you know that's ugly. It ain't lovely. Stop listening to it. Whatever things are good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, what? Meditate or think on these things. In other words, rest your heart upon these things. Giving you guard in your heart principles. You need to go home and read this. And you need to ask yourself, what things have you let in your heart that are not true, that are not noble, that are not just, that are not pure, that are not lovely, that are not of good report, they don't have any virtue in it. This is how you guard your heart. 
you think on these things. You search for the good in every person and in every situation. God never prophesies or speaks to your now. He's speaking to you when he's ministering, to, even though the information may be about your now, he's speaking to the potentiality of your life. He's speaking to the goodness that he's placed inside of you. That's why sometimes you could be messed up and get a prophetic word. And you got to be careful because you'll feel like God's affirming your craziness. But through the word, he's just trying to deliver you out of it by showing you a picture of what you could be. I'm done. Listen, this is what you've got to understand is that God wants you to know the road to honor is your heart. How will you manage it? How will you deal with it so that you can make sure you go to the next level? Next week, I'm going to jump into forgiveness. Because God wants to bring you another level of repentance, but you can't repent to someone until you forgive them and lose the right to make them pay. You felt like you were in the right to do that to that person. Or not even to that person. That person symbolized somebody else that did the same thing to you. So you're making them pay for somebody else's wrong. I want to help you next week. But lift your hands. Father, I thank you. For what you're doing in the lives of all of your children today, you are bringing us into divine moments of breakthrough where you're clearing a path in our hearts. You're clearing the path. And I can hear the words of John the Baptist. Make way, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Thank you, Lord, that you're making way. You're clearing the road of our hearts so that purpose and destiny can meet us. You are clearing our hearts so that we can be able to go the direction that we need to go. Thank you, God, that we will not be in a place, Father, where our hearts become hard and our hearts become weary and our hearts become uh, moving to despair. But we thank you for clearing the way. Come on, let them do it. Uh -huh. There's some of you who are constraining yourself. But no, 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 no. Let go in this moment of worship and let God begin to do something in your heart. Father, thank you right now. For clearing the way, clearing the way. You're clearing the way, you're clearing the way. Make way for the kingdom of God is at hand in your heart. God's way of doing things is at hand in your heart. Make way for the kingdom of God is at hand. Move all of that dirty stuff out the way. Move all of those old mindsets out the way. Move all of that craziness out of the way. Make way for the kingdom of God is at hand. God is trying to get you somewhere. God is trying to take you somewhere in him. I bind the enemy that will want to try to keep your heart clogged, want to keep your heart hard, want to keep your heart in a dirty place. But I thank God for the cleansing power of Jesus Christ being released upon your life. Be made whole, be set free, be healed, be delivered right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, lift your hands and begin to worship him right now. It's in your worship that there's liberty. Open your mouth right now and release worship. You're going to begin to sense the liberating, liberating power of God is coming upon you right now. Whether you're in the building or whether you're watching online right now let god do it he is moving he is moving right now